Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to Friday. I'm so-and-so, the android from CyberLife. What are we doing, Matthew? Uh, the Gamers 2 Podcast. What up, what up? Actually, it's Saturday. Damn it. <laughs> he has me on a technicality. I cannot compute, and I must kill my human overlord. Shoot shoot that human in the back. I did. As he runs away. I did. Shouldn't have ran. Would have saved him a lot of health. life. Life? <laughs> he wouldn't have zero. Woo! Okay. Gamers yeah. 2 Podcast. Gamers 2 Podcast. Here we go. <laughs> it's not barely Saturday. <laughs> and I didn't drink before this. Alcohol is delicious. That's true. <clears throat> so was dinner tonight. I thank you, sir. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Turned out all right. I'm always down for some steak and potatoes. No catastrophes. That's true. Anyway. I guess we'll diverge immediately away from our food talk into our uh, gaming talk. Not to mention that there is food that I want you to take home with you right there. But we will continue into uh, gaming stuff. So what have you been doing in the last seven days? Nothing. Not gaming. Solid segue, Nate. Appreciate it. Let's just go ahead and ignore Matt now. Here we go. I've been... (laughs) I played a single game of Apex and a single game of Battlefield. Impressive. So, impressive. Two multiplayer games. Yeah. Albeit one match of in each. In the same day. Oh, in the same day. Now we're really stepping up. You put all your excitement into an hour and a half. Yeah, it was fantastic. No. Um, yeah, I haven't played anything, unfortunately. I'm going to play Anthem. A lot of Anthem coming up in my future. Um. What just watched, you know, watch the normal anime. Uh, watch an Orville still. The Orville. The Orville Redenbacher. Um, it's gotten better. It was really rough through the middle of season one. I wanted to gouge my eyeballs out. Oh, nice. But uh, it got stronger at the end. We're in season two. Uh, Samantha seems to like it, so we're probably going to keep it going. Um, and I watched Overlord, the J.J. Um, Abrams. The horror flick? Yeah, semi-zombie World War II movie. Yeah, yeah, that was out like last month or the month before. Yes, 
and it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray soon. Or like, I don't know, whatever. Um, it's essentially uh, the first Avenger. Captain America, the first Avenger. I don't know how to take that. Uh, there's a super soldier serum. Oh, okay. Uh, Goes it, wrong. Yeah, it, it was Hydra really predictable. Spawns. I mean, it was it was enjoyable to watch, and like you know, obviously it's JJ Abrams, so like the quality is there as far as like right. cinematography and all that good stuff. Right, right. Um, very predictable though. Disappointing. And it was it was fun in the way that like I was drinking, and um, it's a popcorn flick. It wasn't like it. It wasn't the reason I was like. You know, it it was just background noise, right? You know, kind of hanging out, talking, yeah, and that's just there. And I was like, just being stupid and being like, oh yeah, like you know, like I'm like talking to them, like, come on, take that super soldier serum, come on, I want to see a super Nazi and a super American fight. Let's do this. <laughs> and like, I was doing it as a joke, but then like it happened. Then it happens. You're like, oh, and I was I'm like, gonna... oh, here it is, boys. Royal, you know, Royal Rumble. Um, so it was, it was, you know, it was fun. My God, Jr., that's Stone Cold's music. <laughs> Uh, that's about it, though. That's all I've been doing. That's it. That's all right, it. then. That, that, that's that's my life. All righty, then. All right, all I'll, right, all right. I'll play more games next week, I promise. I'm sure you will, because you don't have much choice with Anthem now out. Anthem. May, might, might try to get into... I don't know. I might... It depends. We'll see. I mean, obviously, the goal is to play Anthem. And then also... I kind of want to do some sort of multiplayer game. So, like, maybe Apex. Maybe I'll start trying to do the Battlefield freaking Tides of War shit. We'll see. We'll see. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to McConaughey this entire episode into all right, all right, all right. Uh, I've been doing the usual, which will start with Detroit. Hence my CyberLife Android references yes. at the beginning of all this. Becoming human. And uh, I became human by shooting one. Uh, I was the only one out of all of us that have played it to do that. You must steal his soul. I must absorb the body and the mind of a human. No. It, it's been good. I've been enjoying it. But now I think as we just looked through the stats of what our friends chose... I've now diverted down a path less traveled of the group. Uh, yeah, of the group, no one's traveled that path, I think. So that's very less traveled. Um, I, I'm curious to see how it affects your what choices you'll have available, and um, you know, like, and to see what you do because, like. We're very much at the tip of the iceberg as far as like diverging paths go, I feel like. So there's definitely potential for you to like, you know, just keep going in right down yonder and we're over here in the hills and you're like over there in the valley, you know, like I'm a valley girl at heart. Yeah. So we'll see. (laughs) We'll see what happens. It'll be, uh, it's kind of doing the way we're doing this. It's really making me want to install until dawn and mm-hmm. record us just playing it and me just letting you make choices and then you like commenting on them like oh yeah just oh, shitting fuck. on them the entire time yeah. or like giving ourselves only five seconds to try to make some of the choices because you do get like almost a pause screen kind of where you can 
you know, <clears throat> kind of think about it for a minute. Yeah. But of giving ourselves only like five to ten seconds to have to make that choice. Mm-hmm. And then just going like a quick five, ten second argument with one or the other and be like, I want to do this. I'm hitting it. And then just, ah, damn, damn it. We and could do it with like a, a chess timer. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. With a chess <laughs> timer. And then just berate each other for whatever happens <laughs> as a result of that and be like, you killed her. You son of a bitch. I tried to say, you know, you know fun time. Uh, and then as I look at the stuff that I have been playing, I definitely updated this list myself, and I will get there. A little bit more football manager. Not much. Just a little bit more. Same same season. Nothing big. So no, little, no rant. A little sprinkling on Yeah, a little, little dash. A little bit. Uh, football manager to taste, as the recipe <laughs> would say. Uh, we finished, Eric and I on stream on Saturday, finished Battle Block Theater. Rave reviews. Quite good. Yeah. Enjoyable. And if you've never played it, I'm going to show you the ending after this. I've never played it. I don't even know what it is, to be honest with you. Even better, I'm just going to show you the ending because I was staring at my screen. My webcam was on, and I was just staring at my screen with my mouth open, just like, I can't believe this. So it was entertaining. Uh, I also played What Remains of Edith Finch. Okay. It's like two hours. Uh huh. To get the whole thing done. Pretty cool. Good like storytelling game. Mm-hmm. You know, essentially a interactive narrative. It was cool. I just it was one of the ones that was free on the Epic Game Store a while back, and I was just kind of looking for something to kind of break out of my my like monotony cycle because I yeah. always am looking for that spice of life moment. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll try this. It's only like two hours, and then it was done on Sunday, and I was like, okay, cool. That was the thing. And I moved on. And then I've played Apex. Pew pews. I've only got two wins. So. Pew pew. Pew pew pew. Questions, comments, concerns. Uh, depending on if you wrote about them, and I don't think you did. Uh, I did Comments, not. still good. Concerns, still there. Same ones. Kind of wish they would introduce a duo mode so I don't have to get stuck with a random idiot every time. The memes on Reddit have been enjoyable. The ones yeah. where you like you find out who your true friends are, or if right. you're the fourth friend, or whatever. yeah, when you have to ditch that fourth friend to play Apex, like stuff yeah. like that. Uh, and then uh, still a little bit more balancing needs to be tweaked. But the problem that I had is when I saw some of the microtransaction stuff. So ten dollars got you a thousand credits or something like that. But I believe the uh, skins that came out during the Valentine's event were like eleven hundred. So you technically had to spend $10 and then some in order mm-hmm. to get the 1100 skin straight up. So it was like, that's just, that's super like shady. baity, yeah. awful. That's what we don't want to see in microtransactions. And they don't, they, and I'm assuming they don't give you the options to buy specifically no, 1100. No. You have to buy like 2000. You got to buy bulks. That's, that's no bueno. And that's what we talk about when we say people do shit practices. Yeah. Well, that's it's... a bad, bad example. And that should be that should be hot fixed and remedied almost immediately. But I don't know if it has been at the time I'm saying this. So mm-hmm. maybe it has, maybe it hasn't. But like that should have been immediately like hot fixed and gone. Okay, okay, we tried. We tried to pull it over on you guys, but clearly you're not completely moronic to understand that one one does not equal one zero. Like there's bad. probably like a TED talk out there somewhere that talks about like ease of 
purchase versus like trying to pull the well, wool the over problem, someone's the eyes. Well, the problem the problem with ease of purchase versus pulling the wool over someone's eyes, the TED Talk would be, and I don't want to get into this TED Talk because we'll be on gone in a retail moment <laughs> like that. But it's the same thing when you tell somebody something is nine dollars versus you tell them it's eight ninety nine. Yeah, it's the reason you tell somebody that a car is fourteen thousand and change, not fifteen thousand flat. Like there's. Yeah, it's it's the number mental game where if you tell somebody, hey man, that's only a dollar ninety nine. But then if you if I came to you again and I said, hey man, two bucks, you'd be like, well, wait a second, it was only a dollar ninety nine. I'm like, it's a penny difference, but you're like, but it sounded better, and it's like, well, here we go. See, I I don't like mental mind games, Matt. We're playing at a complex level, I guess. Now. But like my thing is, is if if it's priced in such a way to where like I'm going to end up, it was just, it's the same issue with World Warships and and like. They do, they do the same type of microtransactions and I bought one ship from them and then now I just don't do any of it because it's like, I don't want to have a bunch, I don't want to spend money, have a bunch of your currency sitting around because I don't want to use it. So instead of constantly burning money by trying to break even as far as not having their right. microtransactions. To zero out, you'd have to spend more money to yeah. be able to, tra- to get the chance to zero out. Just not going to buy anything. Right. And that's why I, I don't plan on giving any money to Apex anyway. But it's one of the things where you see stuff like that and you're like, could you just – like you came out at such a high thrill ride. Can you not just try to fuck it up immediately in your first patch? <laughs> uh. like, we're going to talk about Anthem in a bit. And it's not going to be good because we're going to shit on EA yet again. But – You came out and you had this whole thing about how EA didn't have a hand in Apex. Well, now it looks like they did because now you're toting the microtransaction problem that everybody is going to love to flame them for. To flame them for. Flame them for. So we'll, we'll tread lightly. Thin ice skating. Slightly thicker than most people, but... It's still thin ice in terms of your. You've been out for a week and now you're already slightly pissing off your community. Like that's not good. So we'll see. We'll still see. They just can't like they just can't leave it alone. Nope, they refuse. Uh, I am very very close to finishing the book, The Killer Collective. I have maybe like a chapter to read, maybe two. Quite good. Nice. Good ending. Uh, solid. You know, it was it was a good build up. It was a good climax. Like, we have, I've talked about this in books before, where certain ones will reach like the climax of the story, and then it's maybe only two chapters. It's not really well described, and then it's over. And you're just like, I, mm, I spent the last X amount of hours building up to thir- not even thirty minutes. Like, the payoff wasn't as good. Yeah, this one, the payoff was really really well done. Was descriptive and long and, and gives you what you want. And the climax starts early. So it starts with like, you can see it ramping up and you can see things happening. So you're like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. We're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. And then it's so it's, it's a really weird EKG, right? So you're flatlining. And then there's a boop, boop. And you're like, oh, all right. All right. And then not much longer. Boop, boop. And you're like, okay. We're, we're, we're alive. Here we go. And then it reaches kind of that moment where it goes, and it just skyrockets for a moment. You're like, oh, 
All right. Oh, okay. And then even, and here's the big thing, because a lot of climaxes, right? You'll hit, and then it just drops right off. Because they're done telling the story. They hit their moment, and they kind of are just like, all right, we're done. I don't have anything more to say to you. Kind of the way I end this podcast, usually. <laughs> Goodbye. Talk to you later. Except that our climax was hit when we started, and then it immediately dropped off about 15 <laughs> minutes in, about where we are now. And it kind of dropped off. This one, they slowly work their way back down the hill for a little bit, and then they drop off. So they still kind of try to wean you back off the high and then flatten back out. So, Well, I'm... You There's still a, have some left, but I will, do you think there is there a sequel? Is there a... I not that I can tell. Could they? Yes. Uh, there are also a couple moments in the book that I think are horribly unnecessary. But it's once again romance being forced into certain situations, and uh-huh. I'm not saying they're not forced into certain situations. The character descriptors of both the way that the people are and the way they work in romantic situations are needed, or like are good character building moments. But there's like weird, like not sexual descriptions, but sexual descriptions where I'm like, you didn't need that part. Like, what are you reading? I'm telling you, dude, it's it, there's just really weird moments. But I can only think of like a, a two or three of them. And it's specifically dealing with two characters. Well, four characters, but two of the like main ones they've been following. And I'm just like, ah. I, I could have dealt without this part. You can skip this part. Like, you can really quick surmise this. I don't need details. Let's move on to back to what we were doing. But whatever. Uh, is there, what's next for books? Do you have anything? Or you just... I've got a bunch of stuff okay. in that app that I've got to look at. Like, either what I want to do next or if I want to spend another $1.99 on, a, on the audiobook for that book I already got for free. Mm-hmm. Okay. You go from there. Uh, watching soccer. Watching soon-to-be baseball. Watching basketball. And watching The Grand Tour. We're now up to episode five. Technically, we're still an episode behind because of the two-part Columbia Tour. Uh, and in terms of things I'm excited to be watching again, my boys are back. Inside Gaming exists again. Praise be to Jesus. Well, the Inside Gaming is back. The boys have been there. The boys have never left me. And girls now, I guess. Yes. <laughs> the boys, the girl, the gang is back. That they uh, didn't technically leave. So just their titles back and some of their content. Have they talked and, about how that's going to work with the Funhouse and Inside Gaming content? Because there's a lot, it seems like a lot of crossover there. Like a lot of them are, are they'll still be in Funhouse content. It just seems like I can't imagine them. That's a lot of work, I feel like. So yes and no, but I don't know if you noticed immediate if you noticed in the two episodes we watched tonight of Weekly and Inside Gaming, same outfits. Yeah. So they can double film. Yeah. Weekly will just be a synopsis show. Daily only takes assuming that they use the on screen people that it, that aren't Lawrence. Mm-hmm. So say they use Bruce and Adam or whatever the guy's name that Brian, I think, in Austin. And they use those ones to do mm-hmm. the on-screen stuff. They're reading off prompters because they've yeah. written a script. So you can get well, that. I was thinking, you can get that recorded in an hour, then started getting editing, and then you can go play something else. Because yeah. the key now is to have a big enough team of editors that you can throw 
six recorded things at them and go talk to you guys next tomorrow. I was thinking of like scripts and stuff too, like. But it's then again, like, you have because Alana it's daily, and... and because it's daily, you're limited at that point of the amount of stuff. And then when you hit the weekly episode, you essentially are culminating in the big topics from your day from your own daily shows. Mm-hmm. So when you hit the daily one, you only might have. They're West Coast, so say you release the video. You want to ideally release a cut video at like 2 o'clock, right, in the afternoon. So you probably went in. That's 5 o'clock for us. That's them going in at 9 o'clock their time. Maybe they go in earlier. I'm speculating the entire thing. Go in at 9 o'clock. Start grabbing all the news stories you can from 9 o'clock. Try to have everything written by 10, 30, 11 recorded by 1230 at the latest to give yourself an hour and a half of edit and upload time and then let it run. Potential timeline, probably not completely accurate because I'm, once again, shooting off of a knowledge base I do not have. But, it, you know, it's possible. Yeah. Once again, having a big enough team behind the scenes to be able to do it where you can... Because the on... Per, the reading guys have been doing it for years and all kind of know the way the other ones write and everything won't necessarily. You're not walking into a cold. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy. I have a shirt that's relevant again. <laughs> Alrighty. Shall we? We shall. All right, cool. So things, Matt, that you could play that aren't Anthem this week. Jump force. For the PS4, Xbox, and PC. Trials Rising for the PS4, Xbox, PC, and Switch. Civ 6 Gathering Storm DLC. Crackdown 3 for Xbox and PC. And in case anybody's curious, here we go. Metacritic. The critics gave it a 60 out of 100. The users gave it a 3.6. That's for Xbox. For Xbox. And for PC, the critics gave it a 56 out of 100, and the users gave it a 2.7 out of 10. Not looking hot. No. And I think we kind of shared that sentiment where once we no longer heard anything about it leading up to it, they were hiding a turd. Yeah, I guess some of the game modes aren't there at launch either, like the multiplayer. Multiplayer, but I've also heard that multiplayer is not exactly hot. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, no bueno. Number five, Far Cry New Dawn for PS4, Xbox, and PC. Go back to meet our boy Joseph Seed. Jacob, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number six is Metro Exodus for PS4, Xbox, and PC. Only on the Epic Store. Number seven are... Did you see the stickers? No, I didn't. All the physical copies of Metro Exodus have... Uh, Epic Games stickers over the Steam box art. Oh, that's really funny. Number seven are just some Amiibos that came out that I figured we should sh- uh, shout out. The Ice Climbers, King K. Rule, and a Piranha Plant. I don't know why they didn't call him PD Piranha. Maybe that's only one of them. I don't know. Out of my uh, depth of knowledge. And to keep Matt silent, I will start with the news headlines. Sweet. Because I'm going to lose my voice, so I figured why not. Here we go. Uh, this week, sponsored by Broma Seltzer. 
<laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. That sounds that sounds old enough. Number one. The big news for the week has been the layoffs at Activision Blizzard that coincided with their annual earnings report. CEO Bobby Kotick said, quote, While our financial results for 2018 were the best in our history, we didn't realize our full potential. To help us reach our full potential, we have made a number of important leadership changes, end quote. There was a lot more said, but to summarize, Activision Blizzard's plan going forward is to invest more into their biggest franchises by cutting operating costs. At this point, it comes in the form of an 8% reduction in staff, which is roughly 800 people that were laid off when the earnings report released. Kotaku acquired a company letter made by Blizzard President J. Allen Brack that shed some light on the nature of the layoffs. Quote, currently staffing levels on some teams are out, sorry, Current staffing levels on some teams are out of proportion with our current early slate. This means we need to scale down some areas of our organization. I'm sorry to share that we will be parting ways with some of our colleagues in the U.S. today. In our regional offices, we anticipate similar evaluations subject to local requirements, end quote. In the letter, Breck promised a comprehensive severance package, continued health benefits, career coaching, and job placement assistance, as well as profit-sharing bonuses for the previous year to those who are being laid off at Blizzard. Although Activision Blizzard did let go about 800 employees, they also increased dividends to their shareholders by 9% and authorized a two-year stock repurchase program that is intended to stop any drops in their stock prices. Because as we know, it's all about the money! Uh, Last part might have been a little bit ad lib. Yeah, accurate though. Very accurate. Um, yeah. So I think there's more layoffs coming. That's what, kind of what I they probably wouldn't be surprised. What they uh, inferred there, where there's one, where there's smoke. Yeah, there be fire. Seriously, it's the part that it's just like it's so frustrating. The whole like our best year ever. when you hear we set record numbers for our company. 800 of you need to fucking leave. And yeah, you're like, wait, get the fuck out. Wait a second. <laughs> Something doesn't look right here. And then you get the mystery machine, the mystery gang where they pull the head off of like the mask off of Bobby Kotick. And they're like, Ben Stein, it was always <laughs> you or something weird like that. I don't, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't have anything against Ben Stein. But I just, first person I could think of that was associated with money. That wasn't Jim Cramer. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it like I'm really negative about this type of stuff because like Same. I'm like a closet like communist, but yeah, closet. <laughs> the amount of fucking sickles you bring around here, I ought to kill you. Uh, I love sickles. No, I'm sure. So... Do you like your hammers? Do you like hammers with your sickles, Matthew? Do you like the color red? Do you support the I communist state of like... Russia and commu and <laughs> definitely and don't like red? Um, well then you're not a real party member, and I will see you to the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's it's like. It's nice to see that they're doing the whole severance packages and health benefits and like all that good stuff. Right, which is still it's once again a backhanded compliment. Yeah. Um let the door slightly hit you on the way out. Yeah. And I don't it makes me worried for like I mean they're like oh we want to invest in our biggest franchises. We want to like, you know, it's like what are you determining are your biggest franchises? Failing wow that people are horribly un- unhappy with. Here's the storm which you already can. Diablo for phones. That's be easy there. Yeah. You're going to say Destiny? You already dumped that. That's not yours anymore. Call of Duty's not exactly hurting, but it's not exactly supporting you. you then you're going to go to Overwatch. 
okay, but now people are kind of been starved for you. We've been on Overwatch for over three years now. Are we going to kind of do something here? Now you reach Hearthstone, okay. You're yeah. going to rely on a trading card game that, once again, it's been around for a couple of years. So what are you, what are you, what are you saying here? They listed off some of the franchises. Um, I don't recall the list. Starcraft I, three, haven't seen that in forever. Uh, I know that Call of Duty was on there, but that's like an obvious one. Um, that's Activision too. Yeah. What? Uh, oh, that was the other piece of news I didn't throw in there because it was kind of obvious. And I don't think I don't really see it as a big deal. But um, Blizzard doesn't have anything planned for release in 2019. That's Which not surprising. That's, yeah, that's not like I don't know why people are making a big deal out of that. It's not a wow year. They're, I'm not yeah. expecting Overwatch two out of them. My, the only thing I'd be expecting is Diablo for phones. My concern is like, in one sense, they could be trimming the fat and trying to make a more like lean company that that can produce. It's not pulled down by you know corporate structure, I guess. But at the same time, like I could very easily see the quality of output going down as well, dipping. Yeah, as a direct correlation to getting rid of creative people. And you never want to see somebody try to avoid being in the corporate ladder by having the corporate ladder be the one to cut it away. Yeah. Speaking of, um, well, we're talking about Activision. It's number two, by the way. Oh, we're, shit. We're moving right on, folks. We're going to number two. Hey, here we go. You better buckle in. We're going quick today. <laughs> not, really, might- not really, because we're going to slow right back down. <laughs> uh, we might as well hit on why they why Activision split with Bungie Destiny. Uh, I like fuck that out, but who cares? During Activision Blizzard's recent earnings call, which we just spoke of, President and COO uh, Cody Johnson said the following: "Quote: We did not own the underlying Destiny IP, and we do for all of our other major franchises, which we think is not just a dif- differentiator, woo, for us in the industry." But also controlling the underlying IP gives us the chance to move in with new experiences and new engagement models. Which, which allows also- us to walk in and fuck it up. Sorry, continue. <laughs> I'll, which, just, I'll just synopsis the whole rest of the quote, but continue. Which also comes with new revenue streams and structurally higher economics when you own the IP, end quote. He also said that the company saw signs that Destiny wouldn't be a, quote, material contributor, end quote, to the company's profit for 2019, on top of saying that Destiny sales had failed to meet company expectations. Another problem with Bungie for Activision was that Destiny was, quote, tying up one of our scarcest resources, developer talent, end quote, as Activision Studios, High Moon, and Vicarious Visions... We're assisting with Destiny 2 development and content creation. So in case you want the white bread version of that, we couldn't microtransaction Destiny enough to be profitable for what we thought it should have been. Were our numbers down? Yeah, but we couldn't recover by trying to ink every penny out of our fucking customers' pockets with shit content. So instead what we tried was... For some reason, devoting other of our teams to that, which doesn't make sense. They didn't need us. So we're going to use them as a scapegoat for having to help the game. Weirdly enough, making it sound like we don't like Bungie. I also read in there, like the way that they talk about owning the IP, it kind of sounds like they were bitter that Bungie was like not letting them. I don't want to say it that way. That Bungie wasn't agreeing with their their want to like 
change things to make it more microtransaction friendly or more revenue friendly. Right. Yeah, it sounds very much like they're like, we can make you money out of this. Or like, you have already pissed off our community with some of these cosmetics. And like, but I don't think you understand. And they're like, no, 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 we get it. Money. We need to stop, though. It's the only way we can try to survive. But all I see are the numbers. And you're like, oh, my God, dude. Earnings calls and like the revenue, like the reports, the earning reports for the end of the year, like that has to be like the most depressing time for the video game, for video games. And now this is going to be contradictory to some of maybe what I've said before or not. I'm not positive. But this is where we go back to looking at like Zenimax and Bethesda. And you're like, man, you guys put out a horribly shit product mm-hmm. in terms of like Fallout 76. Like, yeah. it is notoriously bad for where it should be. And then you're like, you're not beholden to anybody except us. Yeah. Like you're not trying you're trying to fix it because you either believe in it because you don't want to disappoint your fans or because you can. Yeah. Not because there's a shareholder that's like but my earnings are going to drop from 9% to 7%, and I can't have that because my 16 yachts and 13 Russian hookers, I can't pay all of them. I'd have to lose a hooker. And you're like, <laughs> what is wrong with you, you psychopath? Uh, Maybe yeah. Russian hookers aren't that expensive. I don't know. I'm just saying. It's... Allegedly. <laughs> I think Toronto has sex robots. You want to go to Toronto? Just reading the earnings calls, though, it's like it's so it's so depressing. Like, just it's like legitimately depressing. Yeah. I'm I was almost disappointed because I think. Do you have THQ Nordic in here? Yeah. Okay. So, like, seeing some of the headlines coming out of their earnings calls, I was just baffled. I'm like, I didn't. Activision put... Blizzard has a giant earnings call, then fires 800 people, and THQ Nordic has a earnings call and buys more things i've never heard of and yet is somehow surviving and i'm like i don't understand but we'll get there i didn't do anything with their earnings call just the just their purchases because that seems to be a running theme in our in our podcast did you mention darksiders no it made its money did it yeah well shit son yeah it somehow whatever its budget was it is now evened out so now anything else good reviews so yeah so now anything else after is pause is just Bonus. Which they're probably like, yeah, this is great. Which is correct, but you're just like looking at THQ Nordic and you're like, are you guys going to revive Midway? Like, what's wrong with you? I don't... LucasArts? Uh, Who knows? Trying to think of another one. Sega? Fuck it. I don't know. Sega. Number three. Nintendo has graced us with one of their infamous Nintendo Directs. And it didn't... And it didn't seem as impressive as some of their past directs, but it's still nice to be updated regardless. So let's get to it. I would speed read these, but I actually kind of want to like yeah, stop fine. on a couple of these. Otherwise, I would just be like, Super Mario Maker 2 was announced for the release window of June. That's not going to help anybody, so I'll say <laughs> that again. Super Mario Maker 2 was announced with a release window of June. Super Mario Maker, also known as the game that says, fuck it, you think you're better at designing a game? Go for it. Endless content. Endless content. Used by creators. and Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Play this game engine. I can't really hate on Super Mario Maker because it did wonders yeah. before. And now, I think it's just funny that they're calling it 2. 
I know yeah, they I, I know they made technical changes and stuff to it. But why call it two? Just call it like Switch version or something. Yeah, you know, something Super like that. Mario yeah. Maker Switch or whatever. Yeah, Super Mario Maker U. I don't know. You call every, <laughs> yeah, I add everything with a U on it. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate 3.0 update was teased, including confirmation that Persona 5's character Joker will be available towards the end of April. Nintendo is releasing more Amiibos. Snake from Metal Gear Solid. Hopefully he has the correct butt ratios. <laughs> hey. Forgot about that. Yeah, right. Pokemon Trainer. Way to stay generic. <laughs> Squirtle. Ivysaur. And Simon Belmont from Castlevania. I might have to look at Pokemon Trader Squirrel and Ivysaur. Okay. Just saying. I'm all about them Pokemans. 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 There's not one behind me, so. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Box Boy and Box Girl was announced for Switch. It will have 270 stages, and it is two-player co-op. Did not know anything about this. So. Woo-woo. Apparently, it's a series. Oh, Box Boy sounds like something I would say as a joke. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, but apparently, it's like, uh, it's there was a whole list of like Box Boy games that I, huh, interesting. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is getting new DLC, some paid and some free. Cool, cool. There were some new details for Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three: The Black Order. Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening is getting a remake. It was originally released on the Game Boy, and it looks adorbs. Totes adorbs. <laughs> I was going to say that. Totes adorbs. Totes adorbs. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night was shown a little bit, and the release date was narrowed to summer of 2019. Tetris 99 is a Battle Royale Tetris game that has 99 players fighting to be the last one standing. It's free to play and out now. Suck it, Apex. <laughs> it actually looks kind of cool, but like, I don't think I could play it. Uh, so a couple things. Uh, yeah, a couple things. One, 
I am not good enough at Tetris to to do it. But yeah. at the same time, I kind of want to play. Yeah. Uh, also, it's not a hundred percent. It is a free download, but it's free if you have Nintendo Online. Oh, uh, okay. That's the one caveat right now. So if you have the Nintendo Online service, you you have this for free. Assassin's Creed Three Remastered will be out on May twenty first for the Switch, and it'll include the PS Vita game Assassin's Creed Three Liberation. Okay, can we un? Can somebody explain to me? I don't want to set this down because I need to keep reading. But can somebody explain to me what the obsession is with Assassin's Creed Three remakes or like remasters? I feel like that's constantly getting remastered on things. I don't know. I don't know. Like I didn't even think three was that good. Like I enjoyed three, but it's only because I can go to the Mohawk Valley, which is literally there. Like yeah, it was just like a kind of cool historical moment to be part of the game. You know what I mean? But. It wasn't. It wasn't like awful, but at the same time, I was just like, All right, "I maybe it's okay. just it's 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 that." Well, no, because they never remastered the first one or second one. So why pick the third? I, that's what I mean. Like I'm just maybe like, that was the easiest to do. Maybe it was the closest to the new engine or something, and it's just like, they're like yeah, we could port this really easily or something. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know. I don't know. Like I, I, the only other thing it's like maybe it's relevant to the story for some reason like the upcoming like a a, a newer version or a newer release or whatever they're just constantly trying to hint that there's one thing that no gamer has found out yet like in a in an audio log somewhere that like we how many times do we have to re-release this shit so you can play it <laughs> so somebody will find this audio log so we can actually continue the story mm-hmm. and quit having to go back to this old shit we have to go back to Egypt and Greece now. And we're half-assing the Grease one. Can somebody find this audio log so we can continue the real-life story? Oh, yeah. you have, you've, have you not played anymore? No. Okay. I'm getting, I'm getting there. That's I'm cool. I'm just, you know, just curious. It just... It's, or, it's yeah. You know, it's Origins with uh, different skin. Two years, Ubisoft. If you more, you'll be a two-year game. Two-year. <laughs> not... Not annual, or whatever the annual is in French. Annual, like whatever. <laughs> we saw some Fire Emblem Three Houses stuff that'll be out July twenty sixth. Still looks kind of cool. I'm interested to see a little bit more of that, like with the tech, the battle kind of tactic style. Mm-hmm. Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice is coming to Switch sometime in spring 2019. I wonder how far into development this was when Microsoft nabbed Ninja Theory. That's interesting. Probably not. Probably not much of a deal now that they're putting Xbox Live on Switch. So, well, that was the thing that caught my eye. Was like, okay, this this is coming out on Switch, and Xbox is bringing Xbox Live to Switch. I'm sure they have had a someone somewhere has had a good relationship in the behind the scenes for Microsoft and Nintendo. Yeah. Nintendo. Meanwhile, Sony just t- plays with itself. <laughs> Delta Rune is coming. <laughs> that works so well, though. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. Uh. Delta Rune, Rune, Delta Rune is coming to Switch starting on February 28th. It's the follow-up to Undertale, and it comes in episodic form with Chapter One being free for the Switch. Cool. A lot cool. of people loved Undertale. See how it goes. Cool. Cool. Yoshi's Crafted World demo released the same day as the Direct. How thoughtful. (laughs) 
And uh, Final Fantasy IX was also released on the Switch the day of the Direct, while Final Fantasy VII will be out next month. Don't ask Square about Final Fantasy VII Remake for the PlayStation 4 that they showed a couple years ago at E3. Dude, that's so not coming. They will tell you, it's not happening. Or what are you talking about? And then you show them the video, and they will say, we didn't do that. <laughs> I have no recollection of that happening. <laughs> that doesn't look like anything to me. No, uh, oh, come on, you don't get the Westworld reference. I don't watch Westworld. You should. I don't watch Game of Thrones. You should watch Westworld. I don't care about Game of Thrones. Westworld's just one I think that you would also enjoy because it's it's the it's future it's robots. It's Detroit. It's Probably. just Detroit in the yeah. Wild West, man. I'm sure I would, but everyone's always like shoving it down my throat, you know? I'm not gonna shove it down your throat. I'm just gonna say I think you'd enjoy it. I'll stop there. Because I also know what it means to get it, and I was benefited with having my buddy's account. Like, yeah, yeah. Not that you can't find things. Yeah, just, I got a fire stick. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't have a fire stick. You have Cody. There's a yeah. difference. I have a device that once was owned by Amazon that I went, what if I jailbreak you? Maybe. Maybe. I like you say maybe. You can buy $35 Cody kits literally online that are already cracked, or yeah. you can just... Go. Here's Google, the funny Google, part. Google Cody and tell me how many millions of answers come up. I, I have a Raspberry Pi, and it was easier. Or Plex, I guess. Plex, yeah. too. Plex and Cody, usually together. It was easier to go buy a Fire Stick and sideload it with Cody than to deal with like trying to get a Pi to run Cody correctly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. I just refuse currently to it's, buy, has, another, buy another Fire Stick. I say another Fire Stick. My Roku's over there somewhere. You some people have been successful in getting it to run on a Roku. You can run Plex on a Roku. Plex has an app for Roku, but mm. Cody to sideload it is annoying. Yeah. I've debated uh, doing it. This is a complete side topic, obviously, and I'm gonna let you actually, you know, continue. But no, it's cool. Uh Beyonce had the best album. <laughs> uh I've debated getting a fire stick and doing it, but I think if I'm gonna do it, I would VPN my network so it was not technically on my network. Yeah, I would I, just push it onto its own little private island. I did it a long time ago, and I haven't used it, so I don't know like how. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, don't know how good I, of an investment it is. Like even it's just like thirty bucks, but I right. Just, but I mean, I've spent thirty bucks on worse things. Women. Whoa! I didn't say that. <laughs> you can't prove it. Um. Somebody edit this podcast and cut that part. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll move on to the Dice Awards. Yeah, get me out of what I just said, please. <laughs> uh, Dice Awards happened in Las Vegas this week. God of War won nine awards. And hosted by a friend of the show, Greg Miller. Oh. Oh, yeah. I, say, I can't say friend of the show because here's the thing. He's never listened to us. Best friend of the show. Yeah, best friend of the That's show. The... Hey, kind of funny reference. Uh, he's never listened to this to my knowledge. If he has, he's never going to acknowledge it because I don't blame him. But we have both met him, albeit as fans at PAX. I have pictures to prove it. Yep. Same way we met Adam Boys. Yep. So that was good suck time. it, PlayStation fanboys. That's a good time. Ah, you got to come with me again, man. I will at some point. Some point in my life. Um, you want to? <laughs> you want to go for your bachelor party? <laughs> I don't have time for that. Let me talk about it. it's months ahead of your wedding. Yeah, but like it's also. Like perfect, maybe on, two months from now. Do you want to so. go for your your? No, it's literally less than a month. It's just over a month from now. Do you want to go for your honeymoon? <laughs> yeah, like that would go over well. 
Oh, she'd love it. Uh, I'm sure she would, but I'll tell her I'll we'll pay for Amy too. They could go do their own thing. Yeah, that that defeats the point of a honeymoon. No, it doesn't. I get you alone in a video game area. <laughs> it's a great honeymoon. <laughs> Uh, I'm right. not marrying him. Anyway, it was hosted by Greg Miller and Jessica Chobot and got a war won nine awards. Continue. The nine awards that it won include Game of the Year. Correct. Outstanding Achievement in Game Direction. Well, I mean, technically, yeah. Outstanding Achievement in Game Design. Okay. Adventure Game of the Year. Now we're pushing it. Outstanding Achievement in Story. Okay. Outstanding Achievement mm. in Sound Design. Uh, I'll give you that one, but can we... Rollback story to maybe being Red Dead. Anyway, continue. Outstanding achievement in music composition. Outstanding, uh, Once outstanding again, achievement I mean, in original music composition. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, I was say, come on, D'Angelo. <laughs> outstanding achievement outstanding in... Outstanding Sorry. Outstanding achievement in character. And that's for Kratos. Boy. 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 And outstanding it, achievement boy. in art direction. So a lot of pretty awards. Yeah. And a couple. Not that I don't disagree with any of them because the game is fully deserving of every award it gets. I just think that a couple of them could be closer argued than other ones for like Red Dead, for example. Yes. Um, I say right. storytelling and then I remember Guarma and I'm like, why? <laughs> Guarma. My, um, my buddy just got back. He just started Chapter 6. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. He's in for a rough ride. Yeah, I mean he's got he's got you know he's black lung. <laughs> got that TB. Um, I got the hiv. <laughs> here's the award. That would have been that would have been a hell of a turn in the story. That would have been. <laughs> I'm surprised you can't get. Well, actually, there's no real sex in the game, is there? Uh, no. Huh. Interesting. Because anytime that's implied, like brothels or anything, yeah, he's too good, too yeah. pure. He's a pure boy. He is a pure boy. You even you can't even sleep with Mary, man. Like, what if he's a virgin? No, he isn't. Okay, you know he's not. Oh yeah, because he had a, a yeah. Okay, never mind. Spoiler alert. Um, Arthur had sex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the awards that God of War didn't win. Uh, for- I, I like that. That's the way we should describe the rest of the awards for this year. Anything that <laughs> God of War didn't win is as follows. Portable Game of the Year went to Florence. Red Dead. Oh, sorry. (laughs) The good old Um, Red Dead and God of War show. Florence I still haven't played. I haven't either. I've heard good things. It's won awards. It didn't make it onto um, the document, mainly out of laziness. But uh, I mean, that's how we do most things. Amy Hennig actually spoke about Florence favorably at the Dice Summit. While she wasn't murdering her employees? Exactly. Interesting. Um surprised she had time to get away from that. <laughs> oh, I don't think she has a job. Maybe that's why. Now, she spoke about uh, where she saw gaming going in the future. And, and that was... It. And Florence, uh, Detroit Become Human, and there was a Heavy, couple... Heavily narrative ones. Yeah, like all the weird... Not, I don't want to say weird, but all the, all the narrative stories that like kind of are unique almost. Like yeah, the, video, the way video game told. books. Yeah. Um, I mean, Detroit's a choose-your-own-adventure book. She basically was like, I really like the idea of Bandersnatch. I think that was called, right? Yeah, except for the part where... except uh, She's like, except it sucked. <laughs> it was well, basically like... 
there's a lot of things about Bandersnatch because uh, Bandersnatch also collected all your data and is holding on to it uh, because it's all the choices you made. Yeah. So in order, in recollection with what is it, GDPR, mm-hmm. you can submit to get your data from Netflix about all the choices you make. Oh, nice. Because they store all of it. So it's just <laughs> one of those funny things where I was like, I don't have Netflix. I don't watch Bandersnatch. Not that that doesn't help me with other things, but I'm once again derailing the conversation. Continue. That's all right. So Florence, yeah, sometime. Is it do you remember if it's free or not? I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look into it. And I'm gonna hope it's not too long and maybe I'll play it this weekend. I'm assuming it's short. Which I can't is, I can't imagine it's too long. Maybe maybe an hour or two. Which I had the same of like maybe maybe not even an hour. Maybe it's even shorter than that, but I had the same reaction where I'm like, oh, I bet it's sh- I bet it's short. I'm gonna I might look into I can make that. a toilet game out of it probably. Really long poop. Um outstanding achievement for an independent game went to Celeste. Correct. I thought it would be Red Dead, though. <laughs> in terms of an independent game, can't get much better than that. Immersive reality game of the year. Beat Saber. I wonder what that... Is that only VR titles? When it says reality game of the year, is that what it means? Yeah, I think so. Like augmented and virtual, I assume, are probably the same category... Or probably lumbled into that category. Well, there's one that's the next one's immersive reality technical achievement. Yeah, but it's the way they say reality that I think they mean like virtual and yeah, augmented. Yeah, that's what I think. It, I think it's because both. if you technically call it an immersive reality machine, I would honestly have to potentially argue for Red Dead because how immersed you and I were in that story. I, there's the music video that if I play it right now, you and I will both have emotional reactions to it. Max will as well. Oh yeah, he'll cry with me. He'll cry in a minute here too if I don't ignore if I keep ignoring him. <laughs> um. Immersive reality technical achievement went to uh, Tunandi. Tunandi? I don't know it. I don't know either. Uh, outstanding achievement in online gameplay. Do you want to guess? Uh, Fortnite. Yes. Uh, strategy simulation game of the year. Into the Fortnite. Breach. Oh, sorry. Yeah, into, the, into the Breach, yeah, definitely. Yep. I sports agree. game of the year. Uh, Forza Horizon 4. Mario Tennis. Who the fuck chose that? Uh, Dice Award people? Sorry, folks. You actually have one wrong. Um, Role-playing game of the year. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2. Monster Hunter World. I mean, if Red Dead was nominated... I don't know if it was, was it? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't, I don't have the nomination. It might have been one of those. Here, so. That's almost one of the ones where you're like, kind of just had to How give it an award. going to be if they um, don't give Red Dead an award? Yeah. I mean, I I don't benefit if they do or don't. So. Um, where I'll was be, I? I won't be mad, Matt, but I'll be disappointed. Okay, that's fair. Racing Game of the Year. Forza Horizon 4. Yes. Fighting Game of the Year. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh yeah, duh. What, what am I doing? I'm an idiot. That's me. That's not me. My bad. My bad, fan. My bad. Family game of the year. Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario Party. Unravel two. What? Nobody. All right. First off, we don't give EA game awards here. Get away. No, but I mean like. Was it Mario Party? Yeah, Mario Party was this year. Why isn't Mario Party on there? Anyway, I don't know. Action Game of the Year went to Celeste. Oh. Okay. 
I guess they what did they what did they give God of War? Action something, didn't they? Uh action yeah. Was it action RPG? It was Adventure. 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 Okay. I might have switched those two. There's another one. Actually, this huh. one. Outstanding technical achievement. Uh that went to Red Dead. Outstanding achievement in animation. Spider Man. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the like city traversal and stuff was was really well done, and along with fighting. But that also then goes to like God of War. Like, yeah, it's also really well done. Yeah, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. Is that it? That is it for the Dice Awards. So let's move on to Matt Dara. The executive producer for BioWare's Anthem and Dragon Age series has said that BioWare is, quote, definitely not done with Mass Effect, end quote, which is a scary thought. In an interview with Polygon, he said, quote, we could pull on the threads that we put down with Andromeda. We could pull on threads from Mass Effect 3. There's a lot of interesting space to be explored. See what he did there? (laughs) It's like space is a... Oh, boy. Other BioWare big shots have also weighed in on the topic of Mass Effect. Casey Hudson, who is BioWare's general manager, again, said that Mass Effect is a very much, sorry, said that Mass Effect is, quote, very much alive, end quote. BioWare producer Michael Gamble quoted Casey Hudson's statement on Twitter and simply commented, well, of course not. So obviously they're working on another Mass Effect game, maybe after Dragon Age, after they try to not have a failure launch with Anthem. Yeah, I don't have Anthem in here, by the way. So if okay, you want to cool. Talk about so it. we can just well, talk about how it's unstable. We can, we can talk about it at the end because I do talk about the the live action trailer. I don't know if you watched it. I didn't, but I know okay. I've known about it for a while. Except Neil Neil teased it. But yeah, it was before. It was when he was making it. Hmm. Uh, okay, where are we at here? Number six. Uh, we got some random Sony info, mostly just interesting statements from the people in charge. Oh, shit. Sean Layden, tell me what's up, yo. Uh, Sean Layden, quote, I don't want to put too fine a point on this because it might upset some of the people I work with, but I think effectively we're looking at kind of a post-console world where you can have quality gaming experiences across a variety of technologies. Sure, PS4 and PS4 Pro provide what, of course we think is the best gaming experience. Wrong. But the other consoles out there, be it Switch, Xbox One X, or tablets, or phones, there are great experiences across all these. What we need to do is recognize all that. We're not little gaming ghettos that are not federated or aligned at all. We're all part of the same gaming community. We just come in at it through different doorways. I think the future will be an extension of that metaphor. Your platform is not your hideaway. It's just your doorway to all those other gamer folk, end quote. In the ghetto. Uh, so Good about, old Sean. About that crossplay. Yeah. It's once again a statement where you read into it and you go, Sean Layden is like, can we please hurry up and figure this out? And then the other CEO or other higher ups are like, Fuck them. And he's like, God, oh my God, please. I'm getting lambasted on Twitter about this I'm shit. I'm about Somebody. to get crucified. I am not about to get marched out on the stage and hung on a cross. Figure this out. Uh, it's it's also, there was a moment, I think it was GDC. Right? GDC happened? Yeah. 
right? Yeah, it might. It was either at GDC or is at Dice. He was giving like a talk, and it was talking. He was talking about the PS3's failures, mm-hmm. and they talking like as a company is like we blew it. Oh, he and said it was a moment of hubris or something. Yeah, like that. basically admitted that they shot way too high and way too stupidly, and then doubled down on software and learned of their mistakes and stuff like that, which is a really good talk to have if you're leading into a new console. Am I right, Sean? (laughs) Also from Sean Layden. Also the best part, by the way, I didn't read anything you were about to say, and I just made a Sean Layden joke, and then obviously you started with Sean Layden, so I was like, all right. (laughs) Referring to E3, quote, so the trade show became a trade show without a lot of trade activity. The world has changed, but E3 hasn't necessarily changed with it. Fair enough. Get it. I don't think he's necessarily horribly wrong. No. Uh, we have our own thoughts on their E3 conundrum. Yeah. Um. What else do we have? Oh, yeah. And then Sony has changed up some of their PlayStation management. Uh, current Sony Interactive Entertainment President and CEO, John Codera, uh, will become Deputy President. And Jim Ryan will become the new president and CEO. So one's getting somewhat demoted, and the other one is getting uh, promoted, obviously. Still not Jack Trent. No. Um, but Or Jack Ryan. The um, <laughs> Tom Clancy just comes out of nowhere. Most of the comments that of people in the know um, seem to believe that this is a move to make the Sony, like the PlayStation brand or whatever, make make PlayStation uh, more focused on network. Right. Yeah. So. That that was uh, when they brought him back in yeah. and they were talking about stuff like that. It was kind of the same story. It was, oh, shit. They see what's happening with Game Pass and this other stuff. And here they come. To try to pivot themselves correctly. Yes. To slightly turn that ship about six degrees to the right. Course correction. And fly into the wild blue yonder. Number seven. THQ Nordic buys yet another studio, Warhorse Studios of Kingdom Come Deliverance fame. Accompanying the announcement, THQ also said that Kingdom Come has sold two million copies. Not bad for Warhorse's first game. And according to GameIndustry.biz, THQ paid $37.4 million in cash for Warhorse Studios. I believe they also bought somebody else who, Did they? out of Australia, who I can't remember the name of. And, yep, THQ still buying and still has something like 117 or 72 or something weird, something stupidly high games in the works for 2019 Jesus. and beyond. Jesus. Maybe they'll give us like a... A Devolver Digital style. I so badly want THQ Nordic to do a Devolver Digital style E3 press conference that is just 30 second shots of everything they're working on because it would take an hour. <laughs> that don't, would be kind of fun. Don't bring anybody out on stage except to go, we're THQ Nordic and have them in a t-shirt, je- like jean shorts, and a pair of flip-flops with a visor on. Just say, we're THQ Nordic. Salute the camera and then walk off stage. And then just start hitting 30-second clips of every game that you have that you're going to start trying to drop on people and let it run. It might take an hour. It might take 10 minutes. But either way, you will have the world going, what the fuck am I looking at? And that's all you need. 
That's what Devolver's done for years. And every mm-hmm. time, once again, when we hit this E3, we're going to be like, what is Devolver about to do? They have the best conferences. They're, they're telling a storyline now. They are. It's fantastic. <laughs> I go, the best part is, is I watched the conference. I watched the conference this year. For the story that they have crafted. Yeah. Not because, for the game. Because what's going to happen again when we sit down to watch E3 this time, because there's Which no, is, because there's no Sony in front of it, we're going to go, Oh yeah, what's the story again? And we're going to go watch the last two conferences and then go, but she was dead and there was time travel. And what do they do next? And you're like, I, what game do they release? I don't even care. <laughs> what's genius about this though is it. We're so focused on that. We have zero expectations for their games. Nope. And then when we see a really cool-ass game, we're like, man, that looks fucking sweet. I have to get that one. Yeah, meanwhile, other other people tend to pull out Flute Boy, and we're like, I don't know what I'm looking at. I swear to God, I'm the only person on this planet that actually liked their press conference, Sony's press conference. I didn't dislike it. I just think it was horribly mismanaged and horribly yeah. planned out and ho- not horribly executed. But it was not the thing to do for E3. No, it was it like a was, PlayStation experience. It was very thing. much a PlayStation experience, a Paris Games Week move. Even Gamescom, maybe you can kind of get away with that. But it is not an E3 move. It is. It was wholeheartedly a PlayStation experience move, which almost makes you wonder if they had... And I know it doesn't always happen where people are like, well, they had two conferences that they were thinking about. And then at the last second, they switched which ones they were going to do. Uh, no, especially not the way they set that 10 up. There's no, no way you do that. You can't. But I wouldn't be surprised if going into like May, they were going back and forth because they hadn't announced the canceling of PlayStation Experience yet. So they were going back and forth like, well, we can do a, predi- a traditional one and then do this super artsy one at PSX. And then they went, well, how about we just don't do PSX and we do this instead? And they're like, all right, let's do that. And then everybody went, uh, and then now we're all still going, uh, uh, and I still haven't seen any of the games from that conference. So this year, hopefully, well, Sekiro is supposed to be right. Uh, which one? Shadows Die Twice. Yeah, I think that's very soon, actually. March, maybe, maybe. And then Days Gone is Days Gone was not one of the four. Yeah, but it was that's April, right? Uh it's supposed to be. April twentieth. Okay. All right, number eight. Neil Blomkamp made a live action trailer for Bioware's new game, Anthem, obviously. Uh the trailer was called Conviction and is apparently a prequel to the game. Interesting. Uh Blomkamp known for District Nine? District Nine. Yes. Did you watch the trailer? No. It was good. Like, cool. You know, in the same vein as like... I have a bad feeling it might be better than the first two hours of the game. Get wrecked. What do you mean? Like, the first two hours waiting for the servers to come up? Oh, just I mean, just, <laughs> just the loading screen where I keep clicking play and it's like, couldn't connect you to the origin servers. Please don't... I, like, got really angry. Well, I sent you a text message. I was so mad today about that i was just i had a bad day not not for any particular reason i was just angry today i was very angry and that's me most days i worked with you and no i was like uncharacteristically angry like every single thing i was like (laughs) you know i was like freaking out but oh like break fixtures angry yeah um the good old scared jack angry yeah my favorite times and uh (laughs) i was like freaking out about how like they 
I, I probably un, uh, unfairly blamed EA, but I was like freaking out that I was like, how can they launch Apex flawlessly? You know, 10 million people inside of three days and they can't fucking launch Anthem to just their EA access um, so, customers. So here's here's my... We're going to end on this. Okay. Because I don't have any deals or anything. Uh, deals! There's a lot of good PC part deals right now. Yeah, there are. Games. Uh, so here's here's my thing. A couple things. Yes. Respawn, for their entirety and before, has only done multiplayer games. That is correct. So they have a very good understanding of keeping servers alive for multiplayer games and doing stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is a credit to them. Yes. I'm not going to give the credit to EA. I'm going to give it to the Respawn. Well, but when it comes to the Bioware side, not that they don't have multiplayer in their games, because we know they do. The problem is the problem we're seeing now on live launch has existed in both of their last betas and i believe in alpha and yeah, they have alpha. not managed to fix it yet which is just a it's like a little bit of smoke mm-hmm. yeah but bigger smoke the fundamental and issue now there's there, a fire the fundamental issue there is that they're both ea owned studios right and the whole point when ea started buying fucking studios up about a decade ago they were all like we're going to make a happy little ecosystem where all these studios can talk to each other and help each other and share tech and all this other fucking bullshit. And no one at EA was like, mm, maybe we should, you know, maybe get Respawn to help these guys out because they don't have any experience with this. Like, no one did that. They were just like, ah, we're going to let them crash and burn. Like, fuck that game. We'll we'll get them by the balls and and then we can get them to make them some fucking money microtransaction like bullshit right it's just one of those ones where you see a card it. game oh, water bottle it's it's one of the ones where you yes it's dumb that it doesn't work and at the same time like i said this has been a flag for fucking months how is this not addressed that's what i'm saying not that's even, what not i'm even, saying not even just from a conversation of they needed to talk to each other how have themselves not fucking figured it out. You answered you, that question though. I well, I know, but you're in your. They, you're they in don't your, make multiplayer games. You're in your smallest moment right mm-hmm. now, going into launch. Yeah. The Origin premiere is a small percentile of what you are about to get next week. And if you don't have this shit figured out, why are you launching? Because you got to get it out before the end of the fiscal year. That's Welcome I, like, to this, February. This is this is the stupid shit, though. It's like, I don't understand how... Like, these game developers don't, like, they don't set these dates. I'm sure if Bioware had control, they'd be like, all right, we're going to take another fucking six months. Like, or something ridiculous like they that. They might be delayed into oblivion. And... Well, not oblivion, but it'd be a, I, 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 six months might be generous because then you put them in the fall window. Do they really want to sabotage themselves? Yada, yada, yada. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I just feel like. I think they need six months, but I mean, at that point, you'd almost cycle it back to another year. 
I don't know. I'm just irritated by this, and I'm also irritated that people are slandering Bioware at the same time. So, I sl- I've slandered Bioware forever. Well, for quite a while. Because they, they have- released one bad game. One bad game. <laughs> so, I'm not going to continue to slander Bioware on this podcast. My only <laughs> comment in that regard is I didn't play any of the other Mass Effects. Yeah. Just and I didn't play three, but it was painfully clear seeing some of the stuff in three that that was a problem. Three wasn't a problem. People bitching because they didn't like the. Or sorry, was sorry, the not problem. three. Andromeda. I specifically I meant Andromeda, oh, not yeah. three. Yeah, no, that that was all community done, which also is slightly disappointing that they bent their spine to accommodate. And I wish yeah. they kind of stuck to their guns, but that's not the point. Andromeda did not look solid. There were still weird things in Inquisition that you're like. Uh, what? Why is this? This there was just some weird moments. It was a good game. Yeah. Obviously, I enjoyed it. I put fifty something hours in it to beat it. You tripled my numbers, but it there were there were definite moments in there where you're like, uh, okay, Star Wars, good, but also problems there that we definitely experienced of like clipping or loading. You know, just mm-hmm. weird things like that. And then you get here. You're like, which, which, the Star Wars one almost doesn't excuse this shit. You're running an MMO still, and you can't handle Different this studio though. Like, I mean, it's Bioware, but it's, it's not. That's even, but that, right? But Respawn and Bioware are two different things, and True. which is literally a worse argument that Bioware can't communicate within itself before going to EA and going like, can we talk to? respawn or somebody mm-hmm. like bioware can't figure it out in its own shit knowing that they have an mmo that exists and works i don't know fucking anthem has solo hub worlds how can you not load into a single instance that i walk around in at the pace of a fucking snail honestly a snail might walk faster i'm not sure there's a solid chance. You, uh, there's a solid chance if I look straight down while I'm walking in that hub next time, a snail passes me. Apparently, you can run now, and I feel like that might be worse. Actually, I think it would only be worse in terms of they. It'll immediately make you realize how small it is. <laughs> that in like the the density, right? In like the yeah. how confined it is. It's like cool. You can run. By the way, this thing is only as big as a. 300 square foot house and we're going to go ahead and ignore the part where you still can't hot swap weapon, you know, like all the other things we've complained about on yeah. previous episodes. But now it is time to experience that moment. Cheer for Nintendo of what we heard. Fuck Nintendo. Rest in <laughs> peace, Activision Blizzard and your uh, employees that are no longer yours. May you find new career paths. I'm always hiring another podcast host. Sony's hiring. I'm always hiring, meaning that I literally don't pay you anything. Uh, and I get to vet you completely. And if you, I don't like you, you just move you on. Uh, I'm not paying for you to come out here. It's on you. There's a whole lot of negative connotation. You don't want this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that being said, that's the end. I'm done. I'm losing my voice. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? 
Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.